This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. Happy Scoop Year. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week for the first episode of 2023 are Sam Claiborne. I'm quietly clapping. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Colin Stevens joins us. Hey, gamers. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy Scoop Year. Uh, We've got a great show for you this week to kick off the new year. This is our big 2023 preview. 2023 could be one of the big ones. Uh, if, if everything goes according to plan and a, bu- a bunch of these games don't get delayed, right. every month has multiple big games coming out for the first half of the month, except for April. We'll get to that. Uh, it's looking like this could be one of the great years. It could be a 2007. It could be a 2011. It could be a 1982. Ooh. We'll see <laughs> if, if these games don't get delayed. It should be pretty good. We've got a great image of what the first half of the year looks like. The back half of the year is still kind of a question mark. There's uh, big games that are expected to come out this year that don't have a release date yet. And I think there are some games coming out this year expected that you might have forgotten about and it will be fun to remind you of all those. But first, what I did on my holiday break by Damon Hatfield. I played a whole heck of a lot of Vampire Survivors. Let me tell you. And that is a damey ass game. Just played... Vampire Survivors, right? Yeah, I played a lot of it. Yeah, so so good. Colin, have you played it? I have not. I, I know I should, but um, is it on Switch? Uh, I think it is on Switch. Yeah. Okay, then I'll then on, I'll play it. It's on mo- it's on mobile as well. It's on mobile, yeah. Uh, which is actually it's one of the the few games uh, that I would say would probably work pretty well on mobile. Yep. And it's on Xbox Game Pass. Sam, have you checked this out yet? No, this is the first time I've even seen what it looks like. So I think you should you should definitely check it out because it's cool. like it's a the the whole like 
theme is is a ripoff of Castlevania. And actually, I'm a little bit surprised that Konami hasn't stepped in because everything from like the holy water <laughs> to the Bible to the boomerang to the axe is just everything is yeah. straight from. It's uh, fine. Castlevania. I mean, sure. I'm not. I'm not. What else are you to kill vampires with? I think I'd like well, to. Well, except I, I think that you assume are, that the think... Bible is public domain. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just like really. Sam just touched on something that's pretty important, which is I don't know. I think you are a vampire, or maybe you're fighting vampires. I don't know. I played this game a like lot of different. Yeah, you're fighting a lot of different. Like know, your skeletons, uh, ghosts, werewolves, Medusa. Are heads. you the vampire survivor? I don't know. I played this game like a dozen hours and I don't know what the lore is of like, you know, yeah, I don't know if I'm the vampire, if all these monsters are a vampire's monsters. I mean, sometimes in Castlevania, you are the vampire and sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're the vampire hunter. Sometimes you're just a little girl, but you're always mm-hmm. killing Frankensteins. Yeah. Yeah. Damon, have you have you done the 30 minute, like reached the 30 minute time limit? I reached the 30 minute and I think once you reach that, like a boss shows up, like the boss. Yeah, right? so yeah. the game the game sort of has a soft cap of like runs last 30 minutes. And if you manage to make it 30 minutes, death comes and kills you. And this okay. is a very minor spoiler. You you can defeat death and keep going. Um, but it's kind of built into the game. Like you build your character in a specific way. And then, you know, then you unlock this another hidden character and stuff. But like m- the runs are really kind of intended to end at 30 minutes. Yeah. So I made it there, and then I immediately was killed. I thought I just yeah. I failed on the boss, but apparently that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, well, yeah um, you have to. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You won't exceed it unless you build your character in a specific way to right. keep going. Okay. Um, and I know I was a little bit late to the party, but for Sam and anyone out there that hasn't played Vampire Survivors yet, it's a very it's a dead simple roguelike with a horror medieval setting, and it's 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 a no button game it's like mm-hmm. rent sam it's like robotron if there's only one yeah. stick for you to move and you fire automatically okay there's no yeah. there's no buttons it's just and a, then it, it's just a deep i know game. like it's i i i've heard you know bullet hole bandied around with it bullet hell but bandied around with it but like really it's like it's like games couldn't put this many things on screen until kind of recently back then yeah and when so games now you're seeing like, this. like yeah. yeah we're seeing like people turn up the knobs on a bunch of different genres right now and this this looks like one of them. This is like what what if you did Robotron but did it times a hundred because you can now, which is really cool. I'm sure they would have loved to do that in 1983. What I what I love about it is that all the weapon like you just it, like that feeling of power in this game is one of the best in all of video games because you start with this whip and it's so slow and so weak and you're like the whip sucks but then it's like once you get like five or six or seven whip upgrades like then the whip starts to feel crazy and strong and it heals you and it destroys everything and same with the holy water and same with the garlic like same with everything in the game you just kind of have to hold on um until it upgrades and gets strong enough that you can keep going um and each enemy drops these little gems and these gems are the currency that you use to upgrade stuff. And so you have to play aggressively or you'll fall behind and you lose. So you have to like really try to go as fast as you can and kill as much stuff as you can to sort of get ahead of the power curve and stay stronger than the enemies that keep coming after you. It's great. Yeah. It's perfect. Perfect game. It, yeah. It's so simple. Um, there's several different, you know, heroes you can choose from that have different, you know, powers and abilities. And then you, un- you can unlock more as you progress, you unlock new biomes and like, like all the best roguelikes through a combination of luck and your choices, you can end up, com- you know, completely OP, which is great. Mm-hmm. I love it. I yeah. love that. Um, yeah. Vampire survivors is fantastic. Would have been on my short list of the best games I played <clears> last year, but I, d- I didn't play it until the new year. Um, Sam, I was delighted to hear that you've been playing Elden Ring. 
the, the Damon method. Yeah. <laughs> to a T. I've been <laughs> consulting Damon about it too. So I went back in and I, uh, you know, used our guide to do the things to do first. I changed my character to Samurai because mm -hmm. I wanted that early game weapon advantage that Damon had talked about. And I don't mind sneaking a lot. I actually really enjoy that. So I went back in and then I, what my key goal was right now was to get to that warp that takes you to a grinding spot mm -hmm. early on. Yep. And uh, I did that. I, I'm, I've been grinding for a couple of days uh, and that, you know, that, that helps kind of, I think, balance the game for the way I want to play it, which is like, I want to be stacked and, and have enjoy myself and then explore, which again, like that's not for everybody. Some people want to like parry and learn how to do great combat. I don't give a crap about that stuff. <laughs> I want to see what the world is like. So I, uh, so I've been grinding, killing <clears throat> these stupid little things that walk around this field Yep. Uh, way off in the corner of the world, just like Damon described so many moons ago. However, mm -hmm. last night I was like, okay, I've been doing this for a while. It's time. I'm going to go see, like I was at the place where there's that troll that blocks you just like really early in the game, you know? Mm. Um, not not oh, the yeah. first yeah. like world boss or anything yes, like that. Yes. That's just kind of a very minor, minor like world thing. Yep. Um, so I had already beat that troll actually uh, uh, on my own by doing like hit and runs with the with the horse. The steed and um and, but then i went back and i was like this will be easy now it wasn't it was exactly the same so then i was like okay well i'll go off and explore and i immediately got warped to a mine with a bunch of things that if i touched oh. them they killed me mm -hmm. and then i uh was trying to do i went to go you know do this other thing and a dragon came and killed me so i'm not quite there yet so i'm gonna go back i'm not gonna give up i'm gonna go back and grind some more but i need to know what i should do immediately next damon what do i do now because well, you said you had a breakthrough. You're like, then I went back and I was the boss was a total pushover. I don't know who you were talking about or what you were trying to do it's immediately after, after you're grinding. After that troll is sort of the mm -hmm. first boss. Yeah, and uh, all the all the NPCs talk about that boss a lot. So what I should yeah. do is get to the level where I can pretty easily handle that boss, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need a good spirit summons. That's that's really really mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. What what focuses the game is just choosing what gear you want to go for because yeah. that'll mm -hmm. like that'll tell you where you need to go, what you need to kill. You know, it, it, it's a multi step. But process if I look up everything. best weapons or best spirit summons, it's like this is it's just gobbledygook. It's like so, I, I don't it's know. It's like subjective. ninety hours away. You can yeah, get so those Sam, wolves though. Yeah, mm -hmm. Sam. Okay, I have the wolves. So you, That's the only spirit a, summon I have. <laughs> you started as a samurai, right? Yeah. So I would recommend going for a blood loss build. Um, mm -hmm. It can be super overpowered if you focus on it. Um, if I remember correctly, one of the first really good blood loss weapons you can get is like the Bloodhound's Fang or something like that. Yeah. And you can get it like basically right after where that troll mm -hmm. is, I think. Um, so you can get it very early in the game and it's something that I use most of the game. Okay. And then look up uh, the Rivers of Blood Katana. I, yeah, I, well, I watched a video about that. Yeah, so... It's it's pretty late game, but as soon as you can get to it, get it, and it is incredible. I yeah. um I kind of cheesed my way through the rest of the game because that thing was so overpowered. But that's uh, cool. Yeah, you're what about armor? Am I am I just being a total chump because I don't have any armor? Well, I like being light and rolling and dodging a lot. Personally, yeah, armor yeah. it does affect your weight. Don't go above like medium. Yeah, heavy. Don't a medium build. Yeah, but I mean, armor, you... good armor is also important, and you can get good medium armor. But you said, Damon, and I didn't need you to retell the whole story, but at one point the game clicked for you, and it was past that boss. It was some yes. other area. It was in the first, what, legacy dungeon, I guess. So okay. past the troll, past that first boss, you enter mm -hmm. the first legacy dungeon. And when I went through mm -hmm. that whole thing, that's when I was really like, 
And okay, what did I'm you like the... about it specifically? You were able to like cheese enemies or something? I can't remember. Yeah, I was able to like, you know, get figure out ways past enemies. Like that you'd be on like a, a balcony that you had to go through. It was like mm-hmm. a funnel. And there's all these like flying, really annoying flying enemies that kept killing me. But I realized there's you can just jump off the side of the ledge, land on a roof, you know, and just completely bypass uh, those mm-hmm. enemies. And there's just a million things like that in the game. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's okay. wide open for you. Cool. I also finished Better Call Saul's late, latest season. Oh, my gosh. Was, oh, man. That finale. Which was a tough watch, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but great. The first yeah. half of the season almost has, like, it's like an action season. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is the exact opposite, right? Because yeah, it, I mean, it, they it have culminates to, like, with slowing down the story mm-hmm. and, and kind of showing what happens in yeah. a different timeline. It's so yeah. good. It's great. I love it. It's interesting. They really didn't spend any time of all, at all with, like, Saul as we know him in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. it's just like the long transformation. And then it wraps up and, you know, we know what happens yeah. in Breaking Bad. Yeah, uh, and like seeing season. what happens to Kim is like brutal, right? Because you yep. always want to yes. know what's oh going to happen to the characters you don't see in Breaking Bad, right? Like what mm. happened to those characters? And I mean, there's a retcon that, right? <laughs> yeah, but not as brutal as what happens to a couple to other our, favorite uh, characters. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Anyway. Uh, it, the first half of season five feels a lot like Breaking Bad to me, just like sort of in the pace and tone and feel six. and sort of. Is it six? Is six? Yeah. Sorry about six that. Six is a pound. Um, yeah, because uh, it's it's a lot more of like the cartel stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, and then, like you said, the second half of that season is almost like sort of a fever dream because it just feels so different, but it's so unique, and I love it so much. But I decided to start rewatching Breaking Bad recently. Nice. Um, and I just got past the episode "Better Call Saul," um, yeah. where they introduced Saul Goodman, and it feels so funny. Like it, it, he still <laughs> feels like the correct character. They definitely did like perfect yeah. building, but it is funny because he's like supposed to be older but he's ostensibly well, younger yeah, very yeah. clearly yeah. um so it's 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 kind of a weird disconnect but it's it's so kind of gratifying watching breaking bad after watching better call saul because like better call saul just makes breaking bad better mm-hmm. um and so i'm excited to, to keep going breaking yeah. better um <laughs> they uh th- they do do a, a few you know like air- actor reprisal scenes as like mm-hmm. It, that's supposed to take place at different timelines when they're all older. And it's kind of like Legolas in The Hobbit. It's yeah. like some people can pull it off and then others you are like, nah. It's that's why, yeah. Aaron Paul can't play Jesse Pinkman anymore. It's just, it's too, <laughs> sorry. I, I love Aaron Paul. I love Aaron Paul. He's supposed to be like 21 or 22 years old. Like he mm-hmm. can't do it anymore, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he says yo a lot, it still doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Justin, did you play anything over the holiday break? Yeah, I just looked it up. I'm up to 181 hours in Factorio. <laughs> that's just all. And I think that's like, so it's not, it's never going to be my most played game ever because that's World of Warcraft, unfortunately. But like MMOs don't count, right? I, I was up to something like like the 20 days in World of Warcraft. So, um, but in terms of single player, non MMO games, uh, that's 181. That might be the game that I have played the most now um in my life um and i am not slowing down at all <laughs> that's it's all i think about and having dreams about conveyor belts now um you know when we're talking about most anticipated there's the game's first and only expansion is coming i think this calendar year probably so wow. um that's up there for me um it's just it's all i do and i think i mentioned it on the show before that the game has very, very extensive. Some of the best modding support in in all of video games um, ever. And so, as a result, 
there's these mods that completely change. It's like a completely separate game. So it's like, how can someone play a thousand hours of Factorio? It's like, well, you know, now I'm going to play this person's mod that changes it all into like steam tech. And now I'm going to play this person's mod that sends you into space. Like it's a completely, you know, it's like I've described it before. It's like Factorio two, three, and four are already in Factorio as these total conversion mods that turn it into a totally different game. So I'm playing a mod right now called industrial revolution. That's just, it's just the best. Can't get enough of it. I'm setting up a big train network. I have to deliver. See, the problem, Damon, is that I need to make red circuits. I need to make advanced computer circuits, but they require gold plating. And the only gold ore was all the way on the other side of the world. And so in order to get the gold ore back into my main base, I needed to make train locomotives, and that required engine parts. And then I had to make the engine parts and make the trains and lay down all the train track. And that's, that's my current project is getting my big train network up and running. Cool. Well, I want to see what the Sim Ant mod looks like for that. Yeah. Also, um, the uh, it's funny that you mentioned like lifetime games you've spent the most time playing. Like we were so stupid when we were kids that it's like really hard to add up the amount of yeah. hours we actually mm. played like Super Mario World. Like, <laughs> what if we actually played Super Mario World for forty days? You know, like, <laughs> it's, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly. It's one of the two. Either I spent a thousand hours playing Super Mario sixty four, or <laughs> yeah. it just looms so large in my head. They're like, no, like I played the game for like you know I played it and beat it and moved on, but it just it made a mark on like my soul that like allows it to be over-indexed in my brain. And I, I don't actually know which it is. Um, or like when you're really young, it's like, well, if, if I actually played Super Mario Brothers 1 for that much time, then I would yeah. be really good at that game. But like, no, I wouldn't. I was like terrible at it. I probably couldn't beat the first level for a year. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, so, and that was like kind of pre-game help in a lot of ways. Too, totally. You know? oh, so. yeah. Until classified information. Until probably, the official Nintendo Player's Guide came out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I probably spent like 50 hours trying to find Mew under a truck in the original Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Um, because someone <laughs> lied to me. That was a rumor. And, and, uh, yeah, in, in the playground, someone lied to me, and I spent way too much time out of my life doing yeah. that. <laughs> it is Did you ever sad. get your Mew? Uh, I found out how to um, trick the game into giving me a Mew. There's nice. a, there's a <laughs> sort of... Um, glitch you can do to without it without like a game shark or something yeah basically it's this very quick way where there's like two trainers you don't um interact with you and you make sure that you don't fight them and then once you have fly you have one of them start like walking towards you and then you fly away and then you go to another and have them start walking towards you and you fly away and then you go into this grass and then you'll find a level seven yeah that's like speed run shit it's like you just completely rewrote the code by entering (laughs) button commands Um, that's really cool i'm glad that that's included in it there was one that you could only get through trading right through like a a, like movie theater distribution or something like that i think i think it was the subsequent games they started having sort of like events and stuff like game Mm -hmm. spot game stop sorry uh used to have a lot of and still does have a lot of sort of like local events where you can wait so how so what what was the official way to get Mew then in the one there was never an official way to get Mew in the first games Uh, it was just in the code at least i don't think so Um, and then there's like missing no was like another like fun total glitch glitch Mm -hmm. and that glitch i believe you sort of got in a similar way to the way that you uh that's so cool love it anyway yeah (laughs) colin did you play anything notable over the break (laughs) um very sort of just um by chance i i I played pokemon scarlet um cool (laughs) uh obviously i've been a lifelong pokemon fan um i very much agree with reb's review um i think that game's a six because i think it's just it's just so disappointingly, issues. yeah, it's, Oof. 
I mean, A, it's ugly, but that's whatever. I can forgive that. But like, I, it hard crashed on me a few times. Um, it's it, the frame rate is abysmal. It, there's constant lighting issues. Um, I, I there was one time that I like I tried to catch a Pokemon and it stayed frozen for like two minutes <laughs> and then started ticking and then it was like you caught the Pokemon. I was like, what the hell is happening? Um, but there's a lot of really good fundamental bones underneath. Um, and I was gonna wait until I got more up dates to play it but then i was stuck uh, at my parents house in colorado mm -hmm. and all i had was my switch and so i was like ah screw it i'll just i'll just play pokemon but yeah there's there's a great game underneath it but it, there's a lot of crap uh, like the open world pokemon game that they built is so cool and it's it like so un nintendo that it's so inaccessible right now like i cannot wait for that <laughs> game to be a different game that you can play because like some some iteration of pokemon coming out soon is going to be this amazing open world RPG, mm -hmm. which is just going to set the world alight. Like it's just, really, I'm so excited for that, but it's years away. I think. Mm -hmm. I really hope that this is like a sort of a come to Jesus <clears throat> or a come to Arceus moment <laughs> oh. for uh, uh, Pokemon because Arceus, the game, um, not the joke that I just made, but <laughs> the game that came out at the beginning of last year, um, is really, really, really good. It also has a lot of visual issues and some performance issues, but not as much. Um, but that game should have been delayed a year, and then this game should have been delayed another year, and they could have still had a Pokemon game every year, but they didn't because they wanted the sales. And clearly the sales are still going strong because it made it sold like 10 million copies in three days. But I, I have to imagine Nintendo is very uh, upset at the technical performance of this game. But not at um, the sales, because it's selling really well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I have to hope that they're sort of taking a step back and sort of reevaluating how they yeah. make these. Um, but we'll see. They'll be able to compare it to Zelda, which has been delayed. And if delays can actually get big open world games working on the Switch, that'll be great. Everything will be fine. If they can't, <laughs> we'll know that, hey, maybe it's time to have a more powerful console. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I also watched a couple... Um, Mediocre movies over the break. Me I too. Watched, I watched bad movies, man. I watched Glass Onion. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I liked it. Uh, I liked it uh, too. It's not bad, but um, I didn't think it was nearly as good as Knives Out, which I loved. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was equally as good. I liked it a lot. Uh, like I'm not, a, I'm not the type of person that like tries to figure out a movie while I'm watching. I just let the movie happen and just come over me. But like I, I. I I could tell everything that was going to happen in this movie. Really, I can do you, it. What about the? I'm, I won't go into it. But what about no. the twist of the of the billionaire and his personality and success and everything in the end, which was like extremely timely. Well, yeah, uh, there's coincidentally, that. that was just the funniest sequence of reveals. I did like the big, the big ending. That mm -hmm. was good. That part I liked. Yeah, I, um, did, I, I think I think it's campier and funnier than Knives Out, but. Um, yeah. I actually rewatched both of them um, just a few days ago with someone who hadn't seen them before because I did a little murder mystery party on New Year's That's Eve. That's fun. Yeah, I love um, it. I solved the murder. It was the housewife. Um, <laughs> and uh, I still, I, I do still think that I prefer Knives Out, but I like both of them. I just, what I really want is um, the third movie to be a, like a half rom-com with Benoit Blanc and his husband. Um, yeah, that'd be Hugh amazing. Grant. Um, and then like, <laughs> they're trying that. to, maybe they're trying to be on a vacation and they accidentally have to solve a murder together. Right, That's right. what I want the third, the third, uh, Knives Out movie to be. I think Daniel Craig's character is so good. Yep. I don't know. I like, it's just I like, infinitely I like watchable for me. I liked so all his, watch. I liked all his outfits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's great. <laughs> his outfits. I also had no idea that Angela Lansbury was still around. Yeah. So, well, Not she, anymore. she didn't pass away. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So that was she, a posthumous appearance. I didn't realize. Yes, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah, filmed yeah. a cameo and then passed away. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, the other one was Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. I don't know if anyone saw that. I, I was this close. So, so I was going to get your verdict. Actually, it's on. It's just, on Netflix. So you know, like if, if it's a corny, like lots of fighting movie, I'll totally watch it. But it'll kind of boring to me. Yeah, the problem is that it reminded me of all the uh, the post uh, Pulp Fiction Tarantino knockoffs that came out in the late n- late '90s. Oh God! Yeah, it's like that. It's like they filmed it back then and just forgot to release it. Uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, it's even got it's got two uh, uh, two hitmen who have witty banter with each other. And, Come on! And the black hitman has a spiel that he recites to people. And mm-hmm. then there's like you know elaborate flashback sequences that seem like they're setting up an important character, but then that character immediately dies in a funny way. It's just it's it's very much like that. Except none of the action scenes are that great, not very well choreographed, and it has a lot of bad CGI in it. Mm-hmm. Multiple times I was like, what? Why is Brad Pitt in this movie? Did he owe someone a favor? Yeah, not I mean, he, he's not he's not doing as much these days, so. He's in Babylon right now. Yeah, and that's supposed to be that's supposed to be a real stinker. I I uh, I saw Babylon. Uh, nice. Tell it's me. not it's not as good as his first three movies. Definitely not. Um mm-hmm. But there's a couple of sequences in that movie that are like some of the best filmmaking I've ever seen. Like super, super enthralling and funny and interesting. But the movie is way too long. Uh, there's way too many like super uh, over the top party sequences. Every time it happens, you're just like, oh my God, move on. We get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially the climax of the movie is like basically them trying to go as far as they can with like human depravity. And it's just like, and not get an MC 17. Yeah, and then the the craziest part of the movie is it's there's a weird like meta commentary on the movie Singing in the Rain, specifically mm-hmm. the movie Singing in the Rain. And if you haven't watched that movie, you probably won't really understand what he's going for because it's a movie within a movie, and that movie is Singing in the Rain, and it's just like what the hell? Um, yeah, I hear overall, the ending like has it. like it goes like full Singing in the Rain for some reason too, and like people are yeah, it's uh, um it's, it's a lot. And I wouldn't even consider that a spoiler because it's too confusing to like wrap your head around mm-hmm. to just walk in and be like, yes, now I understand the twist. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah I, I'm I actually, just disappointed. I want to like go to the theater. Like I love going to the theater over the holidays and there is nothing to see. I'm not going to go see Avatar. I just, I refuse. <laughs> and I was hoping Babylon would be that movie. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been nice. I would have just paid to go see Glass. I oh, I saw over I the that, but it was gone by that point. Mm. My Christmas movie in the theater was Puss in Boots. It's so good. It's yeah, so good. I didn't so even I, know there was a new Puss in Boots. I went to go see it with my five-year-old. Um, and, <laughs> and, and as I'm sitting there watching the movie, in my head, I'm like, this is really good. And by the end, <laughs> I'm like, this that was great. Like, this was great. And then I looked it up after, and it's got like a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. And everybody's <laughs> like, it's the best kids movie made in years. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm not. I'm not crazy that like yeah. that the movie was like it actually it 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 very shamelessly cribs from um from uh, Spider Man uh, uh, Spider Verse's art style um, art oh. style and animation style. All the action scenes look just like that, and it totally yeah. works. Like I don't know, maybe it's great. The action, uh, yeah, you're right. They animate on the twos, um, and so they, yeah. they they make it like super, super stylized, and it looks amazing. I think it's the best looking animated movie I've seen since Spider Verse, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like very like heartwarming and maybe a little cheesy, but like screw it, it's a kids movie. It's fun. 
Um, my only my only criticism is like it's it's been like ten years since they made the last Shrek universe movie, which was the first Puss in Boots, and so it feels like they had like ten years worth of ideas that they crammed into one movie. But like it still works; it's still really good. Yeah, Damon. I when it comes to home video, you and yeah. the fam are gonna okay. you're, you'll really like it. Watch that it and sure. Paddington are like the top kids' movies ever <laughs> these days. Huh? Paddington, well, Paddington, so good. Paddington's very good. My favorite is Moana. We're we're a Moana household over here. Mm, it's very good. I, I do have one quick movie thing um, before yeah. we move on. Yeah. Uh, so I watched The Fablemans, which is Spielberg's mm-hmm. new movie, and mm-hmm. it's quite nice good. It's probably his best movie in a long time. Um, and it ends right before his film career actually sort of starts because it's a mm-hmm. semi-autobiographical movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to watch through his filmography um, as mm-hmm. far as oh. I can. I know I'll oh. probably give up because there's <clears> so many cool. movies in there. But yeah. I've, I've gotten through the first, like, five Wow. Well, there's some weird for... ones to start, right? Oh, yep. there's definitely there's a couple of made for TV things. The first one's this episode of a show, and the episode is called LA nine or LA 2017, and it's oh, like you're, a dystopian. You're really thing. doing the whole. Oh the yeah, whole. I'm really going for it. I found it on YouTube, um, <laughs> and I watched three minutes from a student film he made when he was 17, mm-hmm. uh, and I watched Duel, which rips. Yes, <laughs> I remember good? that. I remember that as yeah. a kid. Yeah, okay. it, it was a made-for-TV movie about a guy who gets road rage with a trucker, and then the trucker yeah. tries to kill him for an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, it's very good. And then I, um, <laughs> I watched his first movie, um, Sugarland Express. Fun, not his best, but it was fun. Then Jaws, which I had never seen front to back, and mm. that movie is still actually like really, really good. Um, and I love I, it. I can watch that movie infinitely. It, it's yeah. a perfect watch. It's just so fun to sit down and watch. There's like lore in it and like mm-hmm, all kinds mm-hmm. of like cool backstories. And, and the first half and amazing. second half, very different types of movies. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And then the last one I watched was um, First Encounters of the Third Kind, mm-hmm. uh, which I had also never seen. And that movie is so good. Uh, it's a little like, slow it, now. It's a little, it's, it's a little long and a little slow. But like, especially once he starts going like full crazy and is like doing like mud sculptures and crap in yeah. his living room, yeah. it's like, oh, this movie is incredible. And it came out the same year as Star Wars. I think that's what Lucas um, thought. Lucas thought yeah. it would blow Star Wars away. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just. Uh, I'm really loving this so far. The next movie is uh, 1941, which is apparently a really bad comedy hmm. uh, with John Belushi. Or I've never seen that. Is John Belushi? John Belushi is the one, the more beloved one, right? Jim is his brother, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's with John Belushi, I believe. So um, I got to go through a bad one, and then it's Indiana Jones. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> cool. That's a uh, really great project. I might copy you on that. I love it. Uh, I actually watched a really good movie last night, and that was The Menu. Mm. Which I highly recommend. It's on Fun HBO one. Max. Fun one. Nice. Um, okay. wait, have, have you seen that cannibalism? Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to say much. It's, yeah, but I will say it's a satire, uh, a black comedy satire of the fine dining industry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that skewers everyone involved from the kitchen mm-hmm. to the dining room. It's yeah. great. Okay. I the, the reason I've seen so many, basically every movie that we're talking about, this is going to sound like an advertisement for a second, but if you have an AMC in your hometown, or <laughs> it, like LA, at most movie theaters are AMCs, uh, they have A-List, which is basically a movie pass um, when it was good, uh, and I think it's like $25 a month, and you can watch up to three movies a week, and so mm-hmm. I've been seeing like two movies a week for the past like two months. Uh, I'm really getting some mileage out of that thing, and I love it. So even movies that I like maybe wouldn't have seen, like The Menu, I decided to see. And you know what? It's really great. I loved it. So, uh, you know, 
And it's like, oh, I don't really want to see a kid's movie, but it's like, oh, screw it. My friends are going to go see Puss in Boots. I'm going to go see it with them. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's a it's a this episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good deal. Okay, that's enough movie scoop. 20 questions time. 20, I know, that's all. <laughs> and that brings us to 20 questions. Uh, 2023 preview. Here's all the big games so, that we're looking forward to. And let's actually, let's start with some events. This month, January 18th, Google Stadia will shut down. Oh. oh. Hasn't happened right. quite yet. So you still got a few more days to get your Are, are there any exclusives we all need to play before that happens? Uh, there is. There are some exclusives on there. I don't know. I mean, I've, I haven't played them because I don't mess around with Stadia, but... Um, oh, where do they go? Where will they go from here? I don't know. Maybe uh, someone will pick them up. I don't know. I don't know what. They're I hope doing. that guy with the Destiny Two save got his stuff sorted out. Do you hear about so. that guy? No. There was a guy that had like just hundreds and hundreds of hours of Destiny Two on Stadia, and then they like because of some technical limitation, like they weren't going to be able to transfer his save to another platform. He was just going to lose all his stuff. Oh. And so I don't, I don't know. I the story is open ended because I don't know what the yeah. resolution of that was. He's like the Stadia player for Destiny, yep. basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next month, February seventeenth. Uh, I guess this is a little more. Um, relevant to myself but super nintendo world will open here at universal studios california Heck yeah that's one oh, of that's the so most fast. important launches of the year yeah, i assumed it was like a year away i didn't know it was coming so soon very soon i'm gonna take my three-year-old he's like gotten into mario he loves watching uh just gameplay of like uh 3d world and mario kart 
And oh, also, we played a lot of Mario Kart over the holiday break, and I know that's no secret how much how great that game is, and how everyone loves it. I think it's more than that. I think it's one of the greatest pieces of entertainment ever mm. made by <laughs> yeah. humans. Because my mm. three year old, who's never played a, a game with a controller before, when you turn on Aim Assist, he can just play the game. He can play the whole game. He wins matches, and he loves it. It's great. Yep. Crazy, it's amazing. Did, yeah. did you play yeah. any of the new maps? No, I, I hadn't subscribed to it. I didn't think that was going to be for me. But now he's so into it. Yeah, I'm going to go mm-hmm. ahead and just I'm get all the DLC. Make sure you play the Berlin one from it's, uh, it's Mario Kart really Tour. Because uh, okay. it's good. But also, a thwomp comes out of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> yeah, and so, it knocks down, a thwomp a knocks down the Berlin Wall. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and so, yeah, we played Mario Kart as a family. And whenever we play as a family, I just body my children. Uh, it's like absolutely <laughs> no mercy. They got to know. They got to know who's still the boss. Yeah. They have to learn. I am looking forward to Super Nintendo World opening. And then in March, another Nintendo event, Nintendo's going to shut down the eShop servers for Wii U and 3DS. They're already semi-shut down. Like, they've been doing it in stages. I think you couldn't add a credit card as of last year. Mm-hmm. And then I like I don't actually, like, yeah, it's shut down for good for good. But I think that the scramble to, like, oh, no, I want to buy, you know, I don't know, Pocket Chalky or, like, whatever, whatever, like, 3DS eShop exclusive, I think it's actually already too late. You can only use... Maybe maybe you can't add a credit card to PayPal or anything, but you can only use like prepaid cards, like Nintendo mm-hmm. eShop credit cards or something Got like it. that. Mm-hmm. You well, would think that everything that didn't completely rely on two screens, which are a lot of things for Wii U and for 3DS, <clears throat> could have been easily handled to a port to a Switch, but that just there's, didn't happen. There's a big list. Like I used a message board list on like e- eShop games that are trapped on the eShop that never went anywhere else. I think Cat Bailey made another similar list on IGN. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, Jared um, made one a while ago. Remember that? Yeah, there, there's lists floating around out there. If you're worried about games that are just going to be gone forever when the eShop shuts down, mm-hmm. um, and there's this, it's the same as always. Like, yeah, Sam, you're right. Like a good portion of them imported over, but then a good portion of not. So and then um, there's like good. there's the aren't there aren't there the retro lists on those two not just Nintendo's old mm. games but there's like you know arcade games and stuff that have been reported by other people it's just like some of those like why aren't those just regularly I don't know it just seems well, crazy that sell. they don't just collide the shops and remove a bunch of stuff instead they close the shop entirely and rely on porting stuff over it's just it's just crazy yeah they got to sell them to you again they do have to sell them to you again has any Nintendo DS game been ported over to a modern platform, or is that like a puzzle that hasn't been solved yet? Well, Wii U games have. Yeah, Wii U games. But I'm talking about DS because of the dual screens. So the Wii U have two screens, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I did. You're not I did play, I, I No, I, 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 the Wii U, you could play DS games on the Wii U. Um, right. But I'm thinking you about can, But like a non-two screen console is what you're talking about. Yeah, like like on Switch, they could make it into a vertical game or some or something like that, or make a screen within a screen. Or just nobody's ever put that effort. The really crazy one is 3DS for games that actually like 3D World uses or 3D Land uses the 3D effect, right? Mm -hmm. Like like DS games, like they could do side by side screens or whatever. Like that's solvable. But like the 3DSs and like the Wii with motion controls, like those are both trickier. Let's get Digital Eclipse on this. They need to come up with some sort of a Nintendo DS collection package today. I trust them. Do you remember when we, I mean, you, anybody here can look up the video of this, but we used to have a kit that allowed us to capture DS and mm-hmm. it just put them both to, uh, top and bottom in a little frame on the screen. Yeah. So it's like, that's not out of the question either. Like maybe it's not the best emulation experience, but like, mm. you know, it's not terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It works. There are DS emulators. That I know there's let that too. You, yeah. 
you yeah. know, that, and then there's that, the touch, right? There's the touch. Yeah. Stuff. Right. <laughs> um, and then in June, E3 returns. Yes. We'll see how that goes. I'm excited. I hope, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, hope it, I hope it goes well. We'll see. Should There's only currently only one hardware release plan for this year. That's PSVR 2 in February. <laughs> any, do you think there will be any other hardware releases this year? You know that um, the Intellivision Amico is still cool. taking pre-orders. Wow. And the Atari I mean, came out. The Atari's out, yeah. I mean, I'm still holding out hope for a N64 classic, a Game Boy mm-hmm. classic from Nintendo. The, it's just so weird that the NES and SNES classics were such <clears throat> smash hits. You know, I don't know. I guess they don't want to distract from Nintendo Switch Online and those mm-hmm. classic game subscriptions, but it feels like a missed opportunity to me. Well, sp- speaking of retro playing hardware, there's there's a few other things out there that, that com- can come down. But one is that analog stuff... Uh, including the Pocket, and then, of course, just the NT and the Super NT, which are I have hooked up. I, I, I use them a lot. Um, I love those systems. They're always out of print. So it's like, what's yeah. going to happen with analogs hardware? Like, is there is there, like, a combined thing they're doing finally? Or who knows? But, like, I, I just, like, I'm, I'm very curious about that. Or mm-hmm. our competitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a... I know people... We've been talking about this forever, but I think there is a chance that Nintendo releases a new hardware next year. I don't think it's super high. Um, but and, yeah, it could be at the end of the year, right? So they could like put like announce yeah. it, do an E3 thing. The reason build I say up, that, and then have it up. Yeah, the the reason I say it is because going into 2022, we <clears> basically <throat> knew like the full year of games coming from Nintendo. Going into 2023, we know like <laughs> yeah. a few games in the first half of the year. Um, and so I think that they probably mm-hmm. have a lot of games they're working on that they haven't announced, and either they're just gonna you know have like a big blowout of games that are gonna be for the Switch, or they're waiting because they want to announce a bunch of games for the next thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, 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 the former is more likely, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm ready for new hardware. So I'm can, can you believe the queue of what Nintendo has lined up for like things that could come out? I, and mm-hmm. we know about a Metroid game and then Mario, Mario I mean know. like a Metroid and Mario, it's crazy. And we are mm-hmm. still waiting on the Zelda game that we know a lot about. So like, if that's what's coming up next, we're about to enter that cycle that the beginning of the Switch was. We were like, how could there be this many great Nintendo games to play at once? Like, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Well, speaking of, mm-hmm. this month we're getting Fire Emblem Engage. Mm-hmm. I don't sense, I, I know people loved Three Houses. Um, I don't sense a lot of hype for Engage. Yeah, I feel the same. Like Three Houses was, I, I, I think, overwhelmingly the most popular, most successful Fire Emblem game. Like it seemed to break through into the mainstream mm-hmm. in a very major way. And like a sequel, like a new Fire Emblem is like coming out right now. And I don't really feel like it has a lot of hype or buzz. Um, I think this Nintendo has kind of slightly mishandled it. Like they're not mm. really promoting it that much. Um, so, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But like, uh, you know, maybe it'll maybe it'll come out, get great reviews and blow the yeah. doors off everybody again. But like in the lead up, it doesn't feel like it's it's hitting quite the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Our, our preview, um, which was done by uh, Kalani, who works for IGN, um, it was very positive. Um, so, and he really, 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 really loves Fire Emblem. So I, I sort of trust him on that. And uh, I love Fire Emblem going like way back. Um, and, and I'm excited for it because it feels like it sort of goes a little bit away from the sort of like school life outside yeah. of combat focus. Yeah. Um, and so if it, if it really does sort of go in that direction more, uh, I'm very excited for it, but I agree. There's really just not much hype for it. Yeah. I think they've since awakening, I think they've kind of gotten bloated. And even though I like the, 
the three houses and everything like uh, those games like i don't need everything else and i kind of want to play like a like if i'm going to get an annualized fire emblem game like it needs to be tight and i feel like they've gotten away from from that a lot but people really mm. like that so i know it's not going to change i mean this one might change but like i know people love conversations and tea parties and stuff like that so like i'm glad people are getting the game they want but i think there's there's room for another series maybe advanced wars to step mm. in and uh do a game like this that is just kind yeah. of like okay i played for 25 hours and i loved it yeah, I agree. That would be a good split. Let let Fire Emblem do that thing, and then let Advance Wars sort of be the the actual mm-hmm. more serious sort of yeah. strategy game. It's well, unfortunately Fire Emblem killed Advance Wars. The success that's true. That's of, true. of Fire Same Emblem. Huh? Apparently, well, the- apparently, literally, like it's insane that they just took the Advance Wars off their release schedule. Have said nothing about it. We have no idea when that game is coming. It's crazy. Well, their initial yeah, reasoning I mean, was the Ukraine. Sure. War. But it's sure, very I, like one of the fictional nations in in the Advance Wars games is just very blatantly Russia. It's just mm-hmm. Russia, mm-hmm. and so it's like you know I, I, I get it, um, you know, but it is it is pretty fictionalized. Like I yeah. don't know the game the game could come out in my opinion. Yeah, I the original so. Advance Wars came out on nine eleven, so you know the series is a little. <laughs> Did it actually? Yeah, like the date. Yep. Oh man, like Zoolander. Exactly like yeah. Zoolander. <laughs> Wow. Um, also this month, Forspoken, finally coming out. Also, not a lot of hype for that one. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm open to it. I'm open. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the big one I am looking forward to this month is Dead Space, which I'm mm-hmm. particularly interested in seeing how it turns out because Callisto was kind of just okay to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I played through all of Callisto. Yeah, how- I'm not too worried about Dead Space. I mean, like EA make remaking a game. They've been so public about every single move they've made with it, and it all looks mm-hmm. great. Like, I think it'll just come together to be, you know, yeah. a, a solid think- eight or above. <laughs> you know, it's got the bones from the original. It's got, I assume, a much bigger, bigger budget and probably a huge <laughs> team. So I think it just has a lot of things working in its favor. So hopefully it's really good. I'm excited. I'll have to beat Elden Ring before then. Mm. Oof! You're not going to do it before by January, whatever twenty seventh. Mm. You're gonna, uh, yeah, I will help you. Also, Disgaea Seven is coming this month. I don't know. I did. I skipped Disgaea Six because they completely changed what? the art style. Yeah, they, you're they the changed. only person they make the game for. I know, but they changed the art style. It's, it wasn't yeah. pixel art anymore. They went three D, and it, was, it looked kind of ugly. So I was like, man, I love Disgaea sure One through Five. They're all kind of perfect. Like Five is kind of like. It, I don't know how it could get any better, so I'll just keep it, playing. Also, that. the Sky Five, the franchise is a little bit of a victim. It's got like Smash Brothers syndrome, where each one is like the previous game, but more and better. And yeah. it's like, like they fire. can't, yeah, but like they, well, but like they can't, like even from like a feature standpoint, like you know, I don't know, they reached their limit. I think so too. Yeah, that's why annualized series need to be like. Well, they need to be, like Madden's another example of this, but they need to be like Castlevania, where it's just like, just give me the Castlevania every year. The twist can be a part of the gameplay. It can be whatever, but like as long as there's safe spots and lots of mummies, yeah. then like I'm okay. You know, like just give it to me every year. No 3D though. I, I'm with you there. Yeah. Okay. In February, we get Hogwarts Legacy, which has been a long time coming. I know a lot of people are excited. I'm not really a Harry Potter guy, but I do have a question. Is anyone does anyone consider themselves a fan of like the books of Harry yeah. Potter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called mm-hmm. Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. There's no apostrophe in Hogwarts, so it's not mm-hmm. like possessive of the legacy what i don't understand i don't know how to read it what is it why isn't there an apostrophe hmm like hogwarts's legacy exactly because just uh, i know the school is called hogwarts but just calling it hogwarts legacy is like it's like berkeley legacy right 
It, why isn't this is it like supposed the to be leg- like Final Fantasy? Like why isn't it like the legacy like of Hogwarts? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, I suppose that's I get, fair. I get tripped up in my head when I see the title. It's funny. I mean, they really want to try to move away from saying the words Harry Potter, and they've been doing it for yep. a long time. Like exactly. You know, uh, regardless of recent like events and stuff. But um, like, even with like the fantastic beast movies, they always called it the wizarding world. Yeah. They um, tried, they tried so hard to make wizarding world stick and like, yeah. and it didn't stick. And so they're just, <laughs> they like, the, like from a franchise corporate development standpoint, like the series being called Harry Potter is such an F up. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. It is what it is, but like when they're trying to like make you know a transmedia like games and TV shows and movies, like tying it to this one boy, <laughs> it's like <laughs> th- th- I'm sure that they wish that they could they could rethink that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, also in February is Atomic Heart, which could be a sleeper hit. It's uh, the first game from a new studio, and it has really big um, uh, Bioshock vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. kind of a game that our staff. And has kind of championed since we first saw like a trailer and tried to get a bunch of like information out about it and kind of show people that this game exists. It just, it has a good look, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be the best game to play though. So that remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There was a little new trailer for it released yesterday um, to go along with like NVIDIA's new, new hardware. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's gorgeous. Like uh, obviously like I'm not going to be able to play the game like that because I don't have a $5,000 PC, but uh, it's it's very very good looking. Mm-hmm. The next Like a Dragon game comes out in February. Like a Dragon Ishin, amazing. Yeah, it's a remake. Uh, oh, a remake that. of an older one. Ah, interesting. Justin, what, are you gonna do this one? Uh, uh yeah. Um, no, probably not. Okay. <laughs> I like I binge on them so much. Like I don't like look. I love. It's one of my favorite video game franchises of all time. But the games, it's, it's in terms of, you want to talk about annualizing sequels, like mm-hmm. it's a mistake to play them all back to back to back because of how similar they are. Like what mm-hmm. someone should do is play one of those games a year and then it's perfect. And I would do that for the rest of my life. But like, <laughs> you know, but I overdosed on it a little bit. And so, um, you know, I'll probably let a few games build up and then go binge them again. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. The only the only problem with that method is they release one every like year or two. So you can't ever catch up. <laughs> Well, they did, but they're they're out of the reason the release schedule was so packed was because they were localizing ones that never came out in English, and they were they were kind of playing catch up mm-hmm. for uh, for English speaking, you know, U S based gamers. And now, um, now they're done. Now we are caught up. So the release schedule is going to kind of cool off starting okay. now ish. Got it. There's another Nintendo Switch release in February: Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a Kirby game. <laughs> It's be another Kirby game. Is it, it's a remake of an older game, Sam? Do you know? On the Wii, I think. Return uh, to Dreamland was a Wii game. Yeah, I believe I so. Okay, March. Uh, March, we're going to get Skull and Bones. Hmm. Finally. <laughs> it's been really quiet for uh, Ubisoft. They had no big fall game this year. And then, well, it's supposed to be Skull and Bones in November, I guess. And it was supposed to be Avatar. <laughs> yeah, Avatar got delayed. They missed the so uh, potentially we have an Avatar game in 2023 movie release. Also, it's uh, Ubisoft's first seventy dollars game, Skull and Bones. Mm. So I don't understand. I don't. How many employees does Ubisoft has? I'm googling. Google, 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 yeah, Google says twenty one thousand. Twenty one thousand em- mm. employees, which I don't know if that's accurate, but that's just the number that popped up here. How do you? 
you have 21,000 employees and you did not release the game? Like, how are they, how does like business work? I know. How are they still, like, I know they had games coming out in the past. I know they have games coming out this year, but like literally how are they, how can you just do that? Just not release a game. I know. Pretty crazy. Seems seems dangerous. Well, Skull and Bones has an uphill battle. Uh, to fight when that's out. Wolong Fallen Dynasty is out. It's another Souls-like game, I think from the Neo team, I want to say. I'm team not Ninja, my... yeah. Okay, Team Ninja. Could be cool. I like the setting. Then uh, Bayonetta Origins coming. That was a surprise uh, Game Awards announcement. A Bayonetta side story with kind of some kind of a storybook presentation. I don't know. I'm sure that's for someone. I still need to play Bayonetta 3, so. Yeah. March is a big month. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is out that month, as well as Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Jedi Survivor. I mean, not to take anything away from RE4 Remake, which looks ridiculous. Um, I guess I don't need to put them against each other. I just like Jedi Survivor. It, that was rumored, and we all kind of knew it was happening, but we hadn't seen it. And then they finally did lift the lid on it. It looks like it's delivering on exactly what everybody wanted. Yeah. Um what a I, like what a success story for um for that team and that developer and just a Star Wars game that's not been marred by like the EA Star Wars relationship has been kind of weird with like games canceled and I don't know it's just great yeah. like I'm just glad the that only, it exists. The only real negative on the first one was that it came out kind of buggy, but they fixed it. Like it didn't take them too long, and so mm-hmm. this one I have to assume that it's going to come out pretty fresh out of the oven and it looks awesome so i'm excited and i wouldn't even call that game buggy i had zero issues with it i I mean i'm aware Mm. of what you're talking about but like i just think like i just think they're gonna yeah it'll be great if if it's not bloated because it could also get to that Mm. point where it's like metroid prime 3 where you're like okay i don't know if i want to play this much uh uh, filler but Mm. we'll see it doesn't look like that so far um and then i know resident evil 4 is a great game and i know Mm. that resident evil's remakes make those games even better and i just can't imagine the quality of that that mashup of resident evil 4 plus their remake team i'm just so excited for that game yeah i am too i don't know how capcom those wizards at capcom like those resident evil remakes are among the best most impressive looking games visually ever in the history of video games and it's like why what what are they doing over there that like other people can't seem to get their arms around? That RE engine is nuts. And like they made like a Monster Hunter Rise on that engine too. And it's like, you could not have two more different games. So it's like, (laughs) it's it's incredible that they made this thing. I, this is going to sound silly, but one of the reasons why I'm really excited for Resident Evil 4 Remake, um, I played the original probably a dozen times. It's in my top 10 games. Um, And obviously I'm just excited to play it, but I can't really recommend it wholesale to anybody Hmm. because like Hmm. the control scheme is like really hard to get into and it's aged in certain ways. Yeah. Um, and I think that holds a lot of people back and they'll start playing it. I started that game like three or four times before it clicked for me. Um, but now one of that problem now it's going to play like resident evil two and three, which incredibly well. And you know what? They already uh, made a resident evil that plays like two and three in the Wii version of resident evil (laughs) four. And it was Mm. perfect. It, Mm. It was just like, it was such a good point and shoot Wii game. And like you know, just getting those those controls the two analog sticks will be perfect. I, I just I, I I couldn't be more excited. I just okay. April will be a chance for us to catch our breath and catch up on games we haven't finished yet for the year because the only big game planned for April right now is Dead Island Two. Mm. Something I probably won't I, will, I probably won't play. That's actually why I think Microsoft should try to squeeze in Starfield or Redfall mm. in, in April. In April, I bet it would be Redfall. Yep. That's the vibe. I, I mean, that was the one that was supposed to be out first anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All the other months are all stacked because May is Zelda and Suicide Squad. 
Mm. I, you know, supposedly, like I think Zelda has Fall 2023 written all over it. But oh you know. no! Wow, <laughs> is that widely believed? It, it, no, I mean not because not because I think the game is troubled or anything like that. But I don't know. It's just because that's what always happens with Zelda games. That's that's all. There is there was a potential leak of uh, uh, a Tears of the Kingdom uh, Switch OLED model, um, mm. which I, I don't know if that was disproven or not. But um, if it is I real, think it, I think that one's fake. But I, I it see was where okay. But if it was real, you know that that would you know sort of indicate that it's pretty far along and, and intended to sort of be released at that point. I think that they'll hit it just because they moved it pretty far ahead last time they delayed it. Um, but you know I, they also moved Cyberpunk super far ahead in the past too, and that ended up releasing as a mess. So. Tears of the Kingdom is going to be so good. How could it not? Like, Breath of the Wild is so good. Like, Breath of the Wild is one of the greatest video games ever made. And it had to completely reinvent from the ground up what it means to be a Zelda game. And then the sequel just gets to build on that. So will will it have the same sort of, like, I chopped down a log and then it floated down the river. Like, no, that Mm -hmm. element of it is not going to be as, like, shocking and amazing and incredible. But, like... I think it's just going to be like a bigger, better video game because that team has had years and years and years to just iterate and refine and improve. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. They didn't fast track it like they did Majora's Mask. No. I just, I just hope it has the same sense of exploration. That's, that's all yeah. I really want. The, yeah. the I, don't, I, don't I, think, I think what you can say about that team and what, what they are really good at is no matter what you give, the, 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 the foundation of Mario and Zelda is both just hiding a bunch of things. And like making sure there's layers upon layers of hidden stuff and that the sense of wonder and exploration can come from a surprise like, oh, I can't believe this thing. Like just what Justin was saying, like the physics surprises were really cool in, in Breath of the Wild. Like it was shocking when you're like, I wonder if it would work to light this on fire or use this, you know, use my sword as a magnet or something. And it always did. <laughs> You know, like that was like fascinating. And so I think they'll get be able to get more intricate with that and then also just hide a bunch of stuff and just make layers and layers of like cool things to discover for a long time. I think great. Yeah. For the past six years, people have been, you know, comparing things to Breath of the Wild. And I think what people really mean when they are talking about comparisons to Breath of the Wild more so than anything else is that sense of discovery in an open world, which is so hard to do. Um, but every once in a while you get some stuff that really nails it. Like Elden Ring, I think it has a very good sense of discovery. And that is you the way you discover getting your ass kicked over. <laughs> exactly. But I think that's the way that it's it's similar to Breath of the Wild. Um, <clears throat> and like Arceus was kind of like that, but mm-hmm. Scarlet and Violet were not. So And I think I, I think people are a little soft on Suicide Squad. Mm. It's oh, taken well, them forever. I mean, yeah, I mean we still Gotham just have it. They're just not making Batman games. I don't know why. Why, why are we not it's making like Batman people games? just want more Batman games, but they're doing these other things instead? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it is Rocksteady, you know, rock proven yeah. themselves to be one of the best AAA developers in the business. Um, you know, I don't know that people are, we just haven't seen, like, I, I haven't seen this game being played. I just want to see it being played for 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I'm on board. Like, they're still playing it a little bit close to the vest. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. June is going to be huge. Street Fighter Six. Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, all coming alongside E3. Final Fantasy 16 is supposed Mm -hmm. to come out in June. Like, what? (laughs) That's nuts. At least it'll be after E3. I won't have to, like, you know, do a Sophie's Choice of of, of do my job yeah. or play Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> or sleep. I guess the, I'll have to do my job. So it's sleep or Final Fantasy 16 in that scenario. <laughs> I mean, so many people are going to be in the middle of Breath of the Wild. They're going to have it at E3. Mm-hmm. Then their Diablo is going to be like d- distracting people like crazy. And then a Final Fantasy is out of top. It's just like, 
everybody's going to have something to play those months. It's really amazing. But, and the Street Fighter also. I mean, it's incredible. And those, so those are the games that have release dates. We're still supposed to get, like I said, Starfield, Redfall, and Stalker 2. Supposedly, Let me just say, it for the if first all half of the those year. games come out in the first half of the year, and especially those summer games, which, well, and also we know that Starfield's release date will be ahead of the second quarter, or the second half, because they just said it'll be the first half of the year. So if you're getting all of those and we actually get them over the summer, that will reset everybody's idea of like, in, can summer work as a release season instead of fall? Like if we got all of our AAAs over the summer and people played those all summer and they sold like crazy, that would be that would be a, a, an industry changing event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Potentially. If all these games come out, it's going to be an incredible year. Mm -hmm. In the back half of the year, nothing with the release date yet, but there's still a lot of games. I'm going to run, run down this list because we're uh, running long on time. If anyone has anything to say, feel free to jump in. But still expected later on this year are Alan Wake 2, Aliens Dark Descent, that somewhat confusing sort of top-down squad-based yeah. alien shooter, Armored Core 6 from Software, Exo Primal, the Capcom robot or robot dinosaur game, or maybe they're not robots. The one that tricked people about about not being about Dino, Dino Crisis. Crisis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not Dino Crisis. Exo Primal. Mm -hmm. Next gen version of Fallout Four coming this year. PS Five and Xbox Series X version. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, which will probably be in December. Probably be late year. Uh, Sam, Flashback Two, which we've only <laughs> we've only seen that bad trailer that had the title. We haven't seen what the gameplay yeah. looks like. Yeah, Justin. Gloomhaven is coming to consoles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I played it on Steam. It's great. Do you do you feel confident it'll, it'll work well on console? Is it not too complicated? Um, yeah, it, it's not too nuts. It should be fine. Mm -hmm. You got you got four shoulder buttons to play with. <laughs> uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. I know people are very excited mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of the uh, of these. There's Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. Every '80s. Every notable 80s movie must get an asymmetrical multiplayer game. <laughs> Sam, did you know there's a kickstarted sequel to the NES game Little Nemo? Hmm. It's yeah, called Little we, Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland. Yeah, either we showed it or it was part of an indie presentation. I talked about it on the show, but it's just the Little Nemo license. It doesn't look anything like the NES game or, mm. or even based on whatever 80s iteration of Little Nemo that game was based on, but I just played Little Nemo: The Dream Master the other day, and still, and I got back to the uh, the same level, which I can never beat, which is the one after the dumb train because the train <laughs> sucks. Cool. There's the Lollipop Chainsaw remake. There's Spider-Man Two, which is the mm -hmm. only announced PS5 first party exclusive for this year, not counting PSVR Two. Yeah. That's wild, but um, that's that's definitely going to be their holiday game, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yep. think yeah. so. But I would think there'd be more than just Spider Man Two in, in mm -hmm. the whole year. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I hope Metal Slug Tactics finally makes it out. That's a damey ass looking game. Pikmin Four mm -hmm. from Nintendo. Pragmata, another Capcom joint. That's I don't. It takes place on the moon. I don't think people know much about it. Mm -hmm. Puzzle Bobble, every bubble. <laughs> cool. From Taito. This is a new puzzle bobble? Yep. You're better in the lead. Every bubble. Mm -hmm. Star Wars Hunters, a Switch mm -hmm. exclusive from Zynga. That's a Star Wars Battle Royale game that got delayed. Yeah, that's been in production for a long time. And Justin, there, I guess I forgot. They announced uh, Suikoden 1 and 2 remaster. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I just replayed one, no, the non-remaster version, so uh, I don't need it. But um, you know, a couple of the greatest classic RPGs ever, particularly two. Um, their big claim to fame, if you don't know, is that there's uh, you you are sort of forming this army and forming this crew of people, and there's 108 playable characters in the game. So. As you recruit somebody, that's like you have this big tower and like, I'm, I'm an elevator inventor. Let me put an elevator in your tower. You're like, okay. But you can also have him as a party member and go out and battle with him. Um, so every single person in the game, the the cook, the innkeeper, whoever, um, it's great. They all have their own little sprites. Um, some of the best sprite work. Um, okay. Maybe not ever of I'll all right time. But I have to sign for something. Great. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Should we keep going? I guess it'll just be a cut, right? Now, if I know well, Damon, not now. if I know Damon, he's going to leave it all in. Mm, let's say some terrible things that we can't take back. <laughs> I hope the gate comes out this year. <laughs> say, a of, say a bunch of swears, and he has to cut it all out. Could skate come out this year? That was just a joke, but I think it could. I mean, yeah. They that was one of those things where they announced it like before they even started production, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but maybe they're faster than than retro studios. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they didn't. They, they don't have a water to come. Or no, who was it? Because this was a long time ago, so it might have been a water that mentioned this. No, I think it was after a water. But it was like so somebody at Nintendo was like, "We're restarting Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that they like they, they did a little speech about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they started it was eighty seven years ago, actually, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It looks like a very exciting year ahead, a very exciting year to be um, hosting a video game podcast. And that brings there's us a, to video game 20 what, questions. What's there's that? a couple, a couple more, a couple oh, more, a oh, couple oh, more. Oh, oh, it, it can be very, very fast. Okay, we'll, we'll, okay. But there's The Wolf Among Us 2. Uh-huh. There's Oxenfree 2. Remember that game? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Like, I was looking up 2023 games, and I was like, yo, I loved Oxenfree, and I was so pumped for the sequel, but then it went dark for so long that it just, you know, it just fell off my radar. Um, and then the last one that I specifically wanted to highlight was uh, Minecraft Legends, which is, uh, mm-hmm. it looks like kind of a Minecraft RTS game, like a strategy game set mm-hmm. in the Minecraft universe. Um and so those three are on, you know, Justin's list of 2023 most anticipated. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any, okay. Any, speak now or forever hold well, your peace. Okay, uh, while you were I'm, gone, Damon, I mentioned skate. And then I was wondering if. Oh yeah. Skate if, four, whatever. It's just, yeah. It's just skate it's, now. Now it's like lowercase skate. Okay. I have no <laughs> idea if that's what this year game though. But then there's like, there's, there's the two superhero games, which I just want to hear about this year, Wolverine and Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, mm-hmm. and then a bonus superhero one, which is the Amy Hennig, mm-hmm. uh, Captain America, uh, Black Panther, Black Panther yeah. one, and then also her Star Wars game. Those are all games that I'm excited yeah. for, and I don't think any of those are going to actually make a 2023 appearance beyond yeah, if we're, just, if we're talking about games we just want to learn more about this year, I want to learn more about Ubisoft's Star Wars game. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the Indiana um, Jones game. Well, yeah. Um, who's doing the Indiana Jones one? That's Bethesda, right? Bethesda. Or machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, machine games. Machine games, right. yeah. yeah. Via Bethesda. It's, I guess I'm, it's owned by Microsoft now. I'm also convinced that the Last of Us multiplayer game is going to come out this year. Um, oh, yeah. They've oh, been working yeah. on it forever. They made a post about it this morning because um, yeah. mm-hmm. this is the 10-year... This year is the 10 year anniversary of The Last of Us. And the show is going to premiere in a couple of weeks. And I'm going to do like a watch party with a bunch of friends who aren't gamer friends. And they've all heard about it. And they're all excited to watch this movie. So that's going to be huge. I can feel it in my bones. 
And I, I mean just, that that and Avatar and Mario are all mm-hmm. three things that are missing a game launch alongside of yeah. them. It's like completely crazy. And I know they were all set to be marketed that way, and then they weren't. And it's just like mm-hmm. we're that's obviously pandemic stuff, and yeah. also just kind of game delay. It's just it's just a weird time where we're in. Yeah. Okay. And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. First edition of the new year. Our suggestion this week comes from Greg, who says, Happy New Year. Here's to another year of scoops and goofs. Yep, scooping and goofing. That's what we do around mm-hmm. here. As you may recall, I had challenged the panel in 2022 to ask less than 1,000 questions across all the Video Game 20 Questions segments throughout the year. I would like to send in the final results on this. Uh, the uh, g- the GameScoop Gaiden 20 Questions 2.0 final episode of the year made the final count interesting. Leading up to that episode, you were at a total of 974 questions Ooh. throughout mm. the year. So you did come in under 1,000. Mm. After that special experiment episode, you ended up at 1,074. But I, you know, I think mm. I don't think we should count it. I think you, I think you guys did it. I see. So more questions, bad. We're not trying to hit one thousand. We're trying to not break one thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right. That was it. Good, good thing we have two options. Yep. Greg says, if you allow me, I'd also like to submit a game. I think it would be a fun game for the panel to guess with it coming from Redacted. <sighs> and with that, let the questioning begin. Wait, what just happened? What's I the Redacted missed- word? Tell me the Redacted word. <laughs> I'll, we'll Wait, th- we can I, talk about that afterwards. So, sorry, so he pitched a game or to, that we're going to ask 20 questions about, or are we playing a different game? No, we play just, just regular ask 20 questions. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, was this game released this century? No. Was this game released in the 90s? Yes. Is it 2D? Yes. Okay. Uh... Wait. Go ahead. Was this game a console exclusive? Mm, no. Okay. Is it based on a license? No. That's five. Is it a platformer? It's in that family. Do you play as a human? Yes. Could be Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. Or Flashback. Or Flashback. Prince of Persia, the originals from the nineties. Uh, uh, probably no. from '88. Yeah, yeah. You playing uh, as a human in a platformer is not actually all that common. It could be yeah. Aladdin, but it's not based off a license. Hmm. Was this yeah. originally released on sixteen a sixteen bit console or multiple consoles? No. Ooh. Should we just assume it's eight bit then, or? Well, I guess technically, it could have been like on PlayStation or something. Yeah, a two D game. Except, game except Symphony of the Night. You do not play as a human. You play as a vampire. Spoilers. Because mm. you're Alucard. Wait, did this come out on the NES? No. Shoot. Okay. 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 So it's a two D platformer from the '90s. That's not on the NES. Wait, was the answer sixteen bit? No. Not 16-bit. Not not on 16-bit, not on NES, and that's all. But it was on multiple platforms. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, so it could be, I know it's not Rayman, because Rayman's not a human, but something like Rayman on the PS1 or N64, or handhelds. Mm -hmm. But that's 3D, right? No, not the old ones. Really? 
Yeah, Rayman one and two, or you know, whatever. The first couple were two D. Okay. Well, same, same with we Gex, to... the Gecko. Was this game on the PlayStation? Yes, that's ten. Oh, okay. okay. Interesting. Alucard's half human. It's true. It's true. His mom's a human. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Definitely not a human in Klonoa. He might be a human. Colin, you should watch Castlevania on Netflix. It'll explain the whole oh, thing. It's so good. You know, I actually did watch the first season, but um, I want to. I, I should go back and watch the rest. Hmm. Hmm. So it was on the PS, the PlayStation, but not exclusively on the PlayStation. No. It's it's not like a, it's not like a direct platformer, but Damon's like, yeah, it's in the platforming family. Could it be one of the late Mega Man's? Huh? I don't know. I, yeah. yeah, was was Mega Man X on PlayStation? No, it was like seven and eight. No, yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah, yep. With the sort of, it's not literally cell shaded, but like the sort of cartoony art style. But Mega Man is a robot, and Damon would definitely know that. He's a robot boy. He's a Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Little... No, you're right. It, it can't be that because of the human condition. Um, do you shoot stuff in this game? Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's a contra. Like, were there were there any contras on the PlayStation, or was it kind of? Yes, but I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, see, it's it's funny. There's really not that many 2D games on the PlayStation. You know, just compared yeah, especially to like 3D. run and guns, right? Yeah. I mean, could it could it be top down? Uh, it's. It, we know it's a platformer <laughs> in the platform, the general platformer family. So it's like. I was thinking about like scrolling shooters and stuff like that, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't what think it is. It's just a metal slug. It probably is metal slug. I see Same, <laughs> who, a furry, furry boy. Who made who made Metal Slug? Neo Geo. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, cool. Because I'm trying. It to was th- always I'm... published by Neo Geo, but it was on. It was on everything. It was on yeah. arcade. Did, yeah, hey, did this? This made by series SNK. have. We could ask about arcades. Sure. Was this game available in the arcade? Yes. Oh. Okay. As part of the Neo Geo platform? Yes. Okay. It's, it's Metal Slug. It's probably Which metal. one? We only have 20 to choose from. Is this Metal's the first of its be... name, or was that the first one come out before PlayStation? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've played them all, but I don't know my Metal Slug can history. Ask the first of its name thing. It could still be 1940X. <laughs> Is this Net- the first of its name? Yes. Okay. okay, so it's it's almost definitely Metal Slug. How many questions do we have left? Uh, five questions and a guess. I see. The interesting I thing about it's pretty the, janky on the PlayStation One. It's kind of funny to think about with that. the loading and the, stuff. The Metal Slug games, all of them, like the sp- the sprite art is so rich and so like detailed, and the animations are so complex that, like in my head, they're kind of like unmoored from time. Like I have yeah. no idea when those games were made or when they came out. Yeah. That's kind of the you, beautiful okay. thing of 2D games on the PlayStation. 94. Do we have enough? 94. Do we have a question to burn, Damon? Oh, yeah. How many questions? Yeah, uh, five questions. Do, in, in this game, can you be on foot or get inside of a tank? Yes. Okay. okay. Is it Metal Slug? Yes. Metal hey. Slug. Hey. 1996. Uh, p- published by SNK for the right. Neo Geo platform, mm. but developed by Nazca, which is a, a oh. studio formed by former IRIM developers who did stuff like In the Hunt. Mm. And they I had been known that, and I should have known the SNK thing. I know all those yeah. things already. I don't they know were why like I thought it was new disgruntled with Ed Irim, and they started their own 
development studio, but then they were acquired by SNK the same year, 1996. <laughs> yeah. Metal like the Michael Scott Paper Company. <laughs> yeah. Released on, also released on PlayStation, Saturn, and of course, the Neo Geo. Mm-hmm. Was, was the redacted a mention of Metal Slug Tactics? No, the coming from arcades and then being ported to consoles. That's what oh, saying. okay. Fun game for the Sorry, time what, to guess. What year it. was it, Damon? 96. 96. It, it's kind of crazy because like, yeah. I remember this game like having right. like, like kind of scandalous elements, like it being like blood. There's yeah. blood in it, for example, and there's some nudity and like, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if there's nudity. So I guess that makes sense. I would have placed it closer to Mortal Kombat with that stuff, though. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, has blood. It, you you can you can toggle it off in the um in the menu, mm-hmm. and I, I'm always very disappointed when I encounter a metal slug machine with the blood turned off. Mm-hmm. I feel the same. Like if someone were to say, like you know, Justin, you're forced to bet what year did the first metal slug come out? I probably would have guessed like ninety two, ninety three. I mean, like yeah, 90, 96 is like after the PS one. Like that's a little bit late. Yeah. Um, Especially since it was an arcade first game. It's just this style yeah. of game in ninety six. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, yeah. 3D, everyone was just so sort of enthralled with it. It's like uh, it's like getting a 2D animated movie, you know, yeah. after after Toy Story came out, you know. It was rare. Totally. Well, I'll, I'll have to check out the PlayStation version of that. I wonder how janky it is. Because, like, the Neo Geo was a, was a heavy-duty system. Like, it was, you know, it was arcade games at home and then arcade games in the arcade with the same thing and came in cartridges the size of VHS. Like, it's pretty interesting to think of that as a PlayStation game. Yeah. I don't, Damon, do you know how many mainline Metal Slug games there are? Like, I know I've played one, two, and three, but then it's like, my like my recollection gets fuzzy after that of like, yeah. they started remaking them and had spinoffs and ports. And I'm like also like Metal Slug X. And, right. But I don't think it's, there's 10. So yeah, it's, it's tough. So I don't know how many actual like main Metal Slug games there are. They're not still making them, are they? Everything is just like a bastardization and remake and port now? Or is yeah, there well, new stuff still coming now, out? Now they're turning it into a tactics series, apparently. Well, that's what, like, oh, I like that they're right. actually, they're reusing, they're reusing Metal Slug sprites and all kinds of different mm-hmm. stuff, which I think is fun and interesting. But I don't know. I, I feel like I want to go read up on the history of Metal so, Slug now. So it wasn't 16-bit. And because it's arcade, I know it gets a little bit muddy, but was it technically a 32-bit 2D game? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't so know about what the arcade. Was the Neo Geo. Yeah, right. It made for I the think, Neo Geo I platform. So. I don't right. know what, what that exactly. Mm. I think it is. Well, nice job. Off to a good start in the new year. Nice job, everyone. Thank you for the suggestion. Greg, viewers and listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Oh, did you say what the redacted was? Yeah, it yeah. Was, that it was coming from arcades ported <clears throat> to. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. That is all the scoops we have for you this week. Like I said, we got a very exciting year ahead of us. Very lots of great games and lots of fun scoops to be had. So thank you, Colin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Marian, working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.